journey to the cutting edge of technology. Titan AE. Enemy warships have entered Earth's solar system. The critics have discovered Titan AE is out of this world. It's Star Wars meets the Matrix. Akima, I can't shake him! Spectacularly imaginative, Spin Magazine says Titan AE is unlike anything you've ever seen. It's heavy metal and Star Wars rolled into one. Blast off on the state-of-the-art thrill ride. It's Titan AE. Own it on video and DVD. I haven't seen it since the play. into a movie studio like it's not not set in space <laughs> just watching them like add up numbers like okay he said space he said interdimensional he said timelines plural just adding like a hundred million dollars every time one of those words comes up you know yeah and then someone lets slip the words don bluth someone lets out someone let don bluth out of his cage <laughs> Oh God, the Bluth alarm is going off. Someone, ah, who, who fed Don Bluth? I love it. Unabashedly, deeply, I love this movie. He loves it. Well, there's many, there's many much, there's many much to talk about, of course, um, in relation to this movie, both in the movie and because of the movie. Because um, I don't know if you know the rich cultural history of Titan AE. I don't know if I do. Of Titan, Titan Arts and Entertainment. Titan. Um, oh, well then allow me to tell, I will, I, oh boy, do I have some stuff backed up about yeah, Titan AE. Let's, let's do it. But first. I hope it's not backed up. I'm sorry. Let's I, didn't, see. I didn't mean to back you up. Dude, after this podcast, I have to shit like crazy because I got so much Titan AE in there that I got to yeah, like. Titan gotta, AE up my ass. Yeah. Titan ass entry. Um, <laughs> it's my parody, my porn parody of this film. <laughs> Um, no. about uh our protagonist kale and uh uh what what was what's drew barrymore akima yeah you know made up space name <laughs> you know uh drew barrymore playing a asian coded character <laughs> it's fine <laughs> yeah the truly the scarlett johansson of her time uh but christ, christ. Oh my god, um, so mean. I'm sorry. Um it was true. Prove me wrong. Um the the and we were talking about Marvel's Midnight Suns before I hit record. Yeah, we were. But uh oh. Did you see now, Caleb, you know me. Uh-huh. I am at this stage of my uh-oh. life. Uh oh. I know I think I know exactly where this is going. Go on. Let's say let's say let's say he's MCU agnostic. 
Yeah. You sure. know what I mean? Let's let's say that. I, I you know, but if the right project comes along, you know, I'll pay it to my little ears will perk up, right? Yeah, sure. Um, I haven't seen any of the movies since the pandemic began. I have not seen any show since Hawkeye. However. However. I saw a trailer recently for something. This Halloween. Go on. And if this trailer delivers on... I'm sorry. If the if the project delivers, delivers on, on the trailer, yes. Even half of what of what the trailer is promising me. Uh I'm all the way in. I speak, of course, of the man called Jack Russell, the werewolf by night. Hell yeah, dude. I speak of the werewolf by night, my boy. Hell yeah, he's dude. A, he's Wolfman, and he appears to be in a cage. They 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 got some Elsa Bloodstone in this shit. You know that's one of mine. You know Elsa Bloodstone is one of mine. Hell yeah. She better be in Midnight Suns. If she's not, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be big mad. Um, it's gonna fill you with Jack Russell terror. Yes. <laughs> if you like, how dare, how dare Kevin Feige? You know, at the same time, uh, debut a. You know, like, ah, here's some more details about a movie we named after a famous anti-Semitic conspiracy theory uh, <laughs> starring uh, 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 a, a Jewish villain. Um, like, how dare he do that at the same time that he makes a werewolf grindhouse movie trailer? Like, how dare he? Mm-hmm. How? Dog, you know what I just realized is this movie is directed by fucking Michael Giacchino. Michael Giacchino! Michael Giacchino is directing. The composer is he scoring it though? Extraordinaire. Like this is Michael Giacchino. You know the composer of uh, the greatest television score of all time, the TV show Lost, uh, where the music is about ninety mm, percent of why that show works. An incredible piece <laughs> of sound score. Um, multiple Mission Impossible films. I mean, like this guy. Yeah. Is 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 after my own heart. Right, the the uh, w- one of my two favorite composers, um, amazing. He's his directorial debut. It's not his debut. He's directed other things. Oh, hang on, let me make. What sure is he that... directed? What is he's, he? He's directed four total things. Those four total things are uh, director four credits, a short called Monster Challenge that doesn't count. Uh, nope. Star Trek Short Treks, one short episode called F no. Dot. That doesn't count. No. An untitled Marvel slash Disney Plus Halloween project. Uh, that is this. That is, and Werewolf that is what by this Night. Is. <laughs> and, where, and so I think someone just needs to uh, Update remove the page. one of those. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we got a duplicate. And it's being on... written by the writer of Hawkeye, Heather Quinn. Hey, you know and what? I like the that writer show. of WandaVision and Moon Knight, uh, Peter Cameron. Okay, more mixed, but I like where we're going. Mm-hmm. How dare they make like a, a you know a, a big degraded film grindhouse trailer with a fake cigarette burn in the corner at one point, like. How dare you? Oh, who is playing? Yes, Elsa Bloodstone. Who's playing Elsa Bloodstone? Laura Donnelly. I've never heard of this. Um, I see. She's done a lot of TV I've not watched. So that checks out. But she's <laughs> a British lady. 
um, on a Beowulf TV show? Sure. Uh huh. <laughs> yeah. Why not? I bet that's that's real. Beowulf return to the Shield Lands. Uh, I also said good. That this is going to this show is going to feature Man Thing as well. I you know God they're Which, hitting all my like, little guys they're hitting all my little boys and girls. Uh, Harriet Samson Harris. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It's sure. A, it follows a lycanthrope superhero who fights crime using the abilities given to him by a curse brought on by his bloodline. Yes, and also, it is... Also, Gail Garcia Bernal is great. I mean, we love him. You know, he. I'm glad he got finally got off of the beach that made him old. Um, it appears to he not be a... It is not a television show. It is a one-hour special. Correct. And you know what? I like that. Yeah. That is interesting to me. Yeah. He's that it is not going to be stretched out to six hours, uh, nor two hours and 22 minutes. Uh, it'll be a one hour short about a werewolf guy. Um, Sure. If it delivers on, again, a fraction of the tone that is being created in this trailer, if it is actually in black and white, do you. What are the odds that it's actually in black oh, and white? Oh, Kev, it's 100 fucking percent in black and white. Have you seen all of the the fucking production photos? I have not seen the production this photos. Maybe, this movie is is filmed to be black and white. Is in black and the, white? The people, oh, I do see a picture people... here of my, my friend Man-Thing. I see a picture yeah. here of Man-Thing. Yeah. The, the, That's an okay Man-Thing design. These That's people all right. are very obviously wearing clothes that are only. The, it's obvious that the decision behind the, the clothes they're wearing is because it's going to be in black and white, right? Like, there's a way that black and white looks good, and it's if yes. you make what you're wearing not right. look good if in you, color because um, black and white color gradients do different things to color. Like yes. in Wandavision, Vision's face isn't isn't purple; it's blue because purple doesn't look like. Right. Purple and it, black and white. It, it reads better. Darker. Right. It, and intentionality that is, right. eh, I will say, often lacking from uh, Kevin yeah. Feige Productions. But yeah. if you build I mean, it the, properly. My brain, tells, my brain leads me to the, the first place my brain leads me when thinking like, oh, I could do this in black and white. And then realizing like, oh, they don't color correct for black and white is uh, Ghost of Tsushima. A game I very much loved mm-hmm. and had a, had a um, oh, God. Akira like Kurosawa. I had Akira Kurosawa mode uh, oh. that changed like camera angles and stuff, but it did not color correct. So it was uh, so a it Kurosawa film in color. Is that what you're saying? No, no, no. It was still black and white, but like okay. it didn't change the colors so that they looked good in black and white. Mm. So you could they tell, just, like, oh, you just, just slapped a black a, and white filter on this. Yeah, they just they just yeah. flipped a saturation filter, so a lot of it like blends together. There's not like clear lines yeah, and good lighting. There's not a lot of depth. Like Akira Kurosawa movies are all about like these wide angle shots and the tremendous amounts of depth because like and scale. So was, My yeah. man could build yeah. uh, some great scale, and of course he did make a number of films in color, like like Ron or uh, what the fuck right. is the one in Dreams or something? Dreams, just called Dreams. Um, but yes, is is you know because of Sam Seven Samurai, Yojimbo, etc. Known known for black and white, right, 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 right. Uh, yeah, no, I think this looks <sighs> like it's absolutely going to be black and white. Wow, 
Okay. And I gotta watch that trailer again because I don't remember seeing Man Thing in the trailer. I don't remember that either, but I did watch it on a cellular telephone. Same. So, same, same, same. Uh, so, so you know, it's easy to miss, easy to miss some details. Um, many, many details missable. Yeah, I also, uh, unfortunately, due to circumstance, did watch the first uh, 45-ish minutes of Titan AE on my phone, which I hated doing. I did not enjoy. I did not enjoy that process. Probably not the best way to do that. Uh, Not the best way to do it, um, but I rented it on iTunes. uh, And for the the first time I've ever had this experience, it would not let me watch this rented film on my PS4. It was like... No, Weird. you have to watch this on an Apple device or through iTunes directly instead of on your PS4. And I'm like, well, it's 2.30 in the morning. I'm not going to go plug a bunch of shit in to watch the first half of Titan AE today. No, not that's not. I'm not doing that. I will not be doing that. Uh, so I did watch about the first 45 minutes on my phone. Uh, yeah. no, no disrespect meant to, to Don Bluth. Um, but yeah, anyway, fasc- fascinated to see where this werewolf business goes. I gotta, yeah. I gotta know. And we will know pretty soon. <laughs> we will yeah. know on October 7th. Yeah, less than a month. Less than a month. Which is wild. I didn't realize Don Bluth was still living. Uh, yeah, but he ain't working uh, because of a little film called Titan AE. But this is, of course, uh, Advanced Media Studies, a podcast oh, no. where we aim to talk about every single piece of pop culture ever created one week at a time. Uh, you find us here in a, in a little break, just a little reprieve. Uh, between Hitchhiker's reading sessions, we will, of course, uh, return to that next week as we begin reading The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Uh, but we're doing our new pattern where uh, with the Greendale 3 each take a mo- uh, 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 get an get a opportunity to select a little film, any film at all, uh, that we want to watch and talk about. Uh, and uh, this was Daddy Host's Choice, uh, Titan A.E. But Yay. I am uh, one of your hosts, uh, TV's Kevin Lanigan, uh, and if I could be anybody, I would be, um, an annoying little bug chef <laughs> who gets, who gets just obliterated. Yeah. Bullseye. Bullseye. Yeah. Uh, I am Caleb Daddy. I almost said I'm Daddy, uh, which would have been weird. I said it anyway. Oh, uh, Hello. Uh, I am, I am Caleb, the daddy host, the host with the most Kids. And if I had to choose a vacation planet, it would be an ocean world with helium trees or hydrogen trees that can be cut and shot to explode. Big, big explode. You see those in a film? You go, that's going to explode. <laughs> yep. Also, just being completely honest, the Gowl were one of my favorite aliens as a kid. Just these big, regal fucking, like, monk birds. Yeah. Yeah. Weird cool guys. shit. Cool yeah. shit. Um, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think... This was my first time watching this movie. I think if I... Um, oh, really? Hold on. This was your first? Yeah, it was my first uh, time because I sent in the group chat a link to the the teaser the trailer? trailer for this yeah. movie that it's played uh, before my VHS of X-Men, uh, the 2000 film. So I've seen the teaser trailer for Titan AE 400,000 times, but that teaser trailer is... Dookie bad and does not tell you anything about what this movie is so when i started watching this movie and there were hand animated don bluth characters i was confused because all the marketing material that whole trailer 
It's all rotoscope CG shit. But Ugly Martians 3D animation, right? Like, yeah. is is early Jimmy Neutron <laughs> era, like, CG yeah. animated. Yeah, um, we watched the trailer before we watched the movie for Family Movie Night a couple months ago, and I remember being like, it's better than this trailer. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's 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 better. It's good. Uh, don't ignore this, please. <laughs> I yeah, please act like you didn't see this. It'd do not great. pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Um, there's there's a there's a whole movie waiting for you on the other side of this trailer. Yeah, um, one that doesn't suck. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So so as we've said multiple times, we we seem to want to kind of get into this because there's actually a weird amount to talk about about this movie. Yeah. Lots. Um. Titan A.E. from the year of our Lord 2000, uh, released on June 16th, 2000. Um, uh, apparently, its original website was AfterEarth.com, uh, yes, where was. I think I think Will Smith had to buy that out later. Um, oh, it absolutely was closed in 2005. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, well, sometimes they leave those old movie websites up for like a surprisingly long amount of time. I guess. Uh, but but in this instance, again, for many reasons that we will get into, um, they wanted to close that shop up pretty fucking quick. Um, so um, this this film is co-directed by Don Bluth and Gary Goldman. Uh, these are they are two animation partners. Bluth gets most of the credit for their collaborations. He's he's more of the hands-on animator, but basically all animated films have multiple directors because it yeah. is a, a frankly astonishing amount of work to make any animated film. Yeah. Um, and there's so much direct oversight. Every single little element needs to be overseen. So usually two, often three, uh, people are credited as the director on, on animated films. Right. Um, there are a lot of writers on this movie, um, included among them uh, Ben Edlund, uh, who was one of the, the primary creators of shows like Supernatural. Ever heard of it? Um, you have, uh, John August, uh, who is another sort of journeyman guy. He ended up writing a lot of the, uh, Tim Burton films of the 2000s. Uh, take for that what you will. And, uh, of course, and let me see, there's another name here. There's a third name with a screenplay credit. Oh, I'm seeing Joss Whedon. That's, who is that? Um. <laughs> who is this? <laughs> I've never uh, heard of this guy. Fun, um, fun, fun, fun fact. Uh, no, just kidding. Fun, fun fact. Fun um, with quotation marks the size of yeah. Spaghetti this is noodles. This, this is one of uh, a number of films that he gets uh, screenwriter credit on that he later uh, disowned because when something goes wrong, it's never Joss Whedon's fault. Um, of no. course, how no. how how could he? How could he? How could um, he? Absolutely. He, this he, cast is bananas as well. The cast is bananas. You have Matt Damon, who is really early on in his career. Like, obviously, yeah, Will Hunting like has 20s. happened at this point. Um, yeah. But he, like, uh, he's, like, just... I mean, by the when they're recording this voiceover, he, like, has maybe made Dogma. Um, he's, he's maybe shooting Ocean's Eleven when this movie comes out. You know, like, he's still very early on. Uh, Drew Barrymore... Uh, Bill Pullman back yep. to space after the adventures of Spaceballs. He returns to the stars. Yep. Um, Ron Perlman. Ron Hello. Perlman as the papa. Uh, yep. Jim Cummings, Janine Garofalo. Uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. And of course, Johnny Legs, John Leguizamo, and Tone Loke. America's, America's Latino uncle. And yeah, Tone Loke. Yeah. And yeah, Tone yeah. Loke in his like brief little stint as like a journeyman character actor. Um, and what a time that that was. 
Um, yeah, Jim so it's, Brewer, it's, right? Yep, Jim Brewer. Did you already say um, that? Who you know is kind of a piece of shit now, but he can do he can do a funny voice. <laughs> uh-huh. He can do a funny alien voice. Maybe he was a piece of shit then. I don't mean to say now. I mean, they probably yeah, probably. Uh, Usually, probably you're kind of a piece of shit. Nobody walks time. with you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. In after the destruction of Earth, uh, a guy named Kale. Now, don't try to eat him. Don't try to eat him. But an orphaned boy uh, whose who father Christ. died designing uh, an incredible uh, Titan project uh, that uh, who knows what it does um, is is um, pulled out of a derelict life by Captain Corso and his crew uh, nominally to uh, find the hidden location of, of the Titan. Titan. But uh, everyone's motivation might not be as it seems. Mm-hmm. I mean, when... What the fuck is this guy... When Preed shows up, and he is not only deformed, but unbelievably queer-coded, you're like, well, this guy's gonna flip. <laughs> this, this, guy, <laughs> this guy's gonna turn. Uh, this is gonna be a bad guy at some point. Uh, but don't worry, he gets his neck fucking snapped. <laughs> Big and big time. In, in this animated children's film, this alien gets his neck fucking snapped. Wrenched, bro. Wrenched. I was, I was shocked when, when that happened. I was There's kind truly, of a lot of blood in this movie for a kid's movie. It's, I don't, kind it, of, yeah. It kind it's of Don like Bluth, pushing, though. Does Don Bluth make kids' movies or does he make animated movies that kids watch? Absolutely, he Hold on. does. Hold on. Does he make kids' movies or does he make animated movies that kids also watch? I think basically all of his movies I would qualify as oh, kids' I'm movies. Looking at him. I'm looking at him. So here's the, here's the reason why I said that. Some people mm-hmm. listening aren't like, what did you just say? What the The fuck? two, three movies I've seen of his uh-huh. are Anastasia. Anastasia. Are Anastasia. That movie fucked me up. Because, like, Rasputin's not fun to look at and does some a, pretty fucking creepy shit. He's a scary guy. Uh, the Secret of Nim, which Wicked isn't for kids. It's, it's it, like... It is and it isn't. Mm, it's, right? it's dark. I mean, this was... It's dark. This was the, the cocaine 80s, my boy. And we made some <laughs> depressing kids films in the 1980s. Yeah. Uh, your uh, never-ending yeah. stories, etc. People talk about ch- watching children's films that fucking traumatize them. Yeah. Um, and and yeah, I mean, I mean, Secret of Dim is a fucked up movie. I've still to this day not seen it because it sounds like a, a just a big bummer. It's I think it so would bum dark, me out dude. tremendously. But it's so dark. Um, yes, uh, I've seen I've seen American Tale. Good film. No cats in uh, America. Did you know this? Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I lied. I've seen more than three because also I've seen. Uh, oh, everyone's seen Lane Before Time. The fuck. Everyone's seen fucking Lane Before Time. Everyone's All dogs go to time. heaven. Um. So so there's there's two things we need to talk about that Titan AE uh solidly ended. And since we're already talking about it, one of them is the career of Don Bluth. Um. So so I mean, let's let's do some. I mean, I'm sorry. It did happen. Like I. We're, you know, he's this, supposed to direct the. Dragon's Lair movie, right? Uh, yes, I see the word. Okay, Caleb, if you see the word announced on IMDb, doesn't that doesn't mean, mean a yeah. goddamn thing. Uh, because the Dragon's Lair movie has been announced for now forty years. Um, still waiting. Uh, but yes, yeah, so so Don Bluth um is still the closest 
anyone has come to um, ending Disney's shit. Uh, so, so, so he is a, okay. he's, a, he's a really pivotal figure. He he was at times a Disney animator. He worked on Robin Hood uh, and and a few other projects. But at one point, you know, they they spot this guy, um, and and he gets he gets kind of snatched up and gets to make his own weird movies. So he makes Secret of Nim, which, as we've discussed, a, a depressing, bizarre, fucked up movie, wild picture. But but he makes that, and it's it's a huge success. It's a it's a big big animated success. And this is the eighties. This is the low point of Disney animation, at least until, like, the early 2000s. You know, until sure. Shrek comes along and kind of fucks them up again. This is, like, the nadir. They are putting out just the most dog shit, nothing movies, animated movies in the 80s. So Secret and Them comes along. Bam. Hitting it off. American Tale. Bam. Huge success. The Land Before Time. Huge Monumental. success. Spawns 11 sequels. You know, just like this creed. All dogs go to heaven. He's hitting, he's hitting, he's hitting. Bluth can't fucking miss. At the same time, he is pioneering like a new kind of video game with Dragon's Lair, yeah. which is essentially like an interactive cartoon adventure, a hand animated video game. Yeah. That didn't exist. He no. made that up. That doesn't, <laughs> I mean, like, to be completely honest, that wicked doesn't exist now. Still. Like, that very rarely happens because it's fucking hard. The closest we get is something like Cuphead, you know, yeah. where, like, Ori in the Blind are, Forest and Cuphead are, like, Ori the, in the Black the, Forest, the right, like, thousands of frames of hand-drawn animation, um, but still it is different than Dragon's Lair. Uh, I mean, Cuphead yeah. is phenomenally more interactive than Dragon's Lair. Yeah. Um, and there's a there's a great video by H Bomber Guy on YouTube about Dragon's Lair, about the technology, about the legacy. Um, it's really really great. And then bam, he does it again with Space Ace. You know this guy's mm -hmm. killing. Does Dragon's Lair two, which is you know not as successful, but still it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah. Then Don Bluth flop era begins in the '90s as Disney is coming back. So Little Mermaid hits in what '89 when All Dogs Go to Heaven is also out. Little Mermaid, which begins the Disney Renaissance that all of us are so familiar with, where they start going like, "Oh, you want some Aladdin? You want some fucking Lion King? You want some Hercules? You know, like just just these phenomenally big movies." Uh, oh, you want some Beauty and the Beast? Oh, we got some fucking Beauty and the Beast for you. Uh, so they start fucking knocking it down, knocking it down. Don Bluth enters flop era. Rock a doodle. No, thank you. The Earth says no. Thumbelina. I don't even know if I've. What's rock a. Oh, God. It's about a rock and roll rooster. What do you think it sounds like? Rock a doodle doo. I get it. I get it. Baby. Oh, boy. Uh, troll in Central Park. No, thanks. I think I did see that as a kid. I remember he had a literal green thumb. Uh, that could be used to grow things. Again, no thank you. The Pebble and the Penguin. Hey, he Flop. did Thumbelina in between these. Thumbelina's not terrible. It's not. I'm not saying it's terrible, but again, the world said no. The, wor <laughs> the world said no thank you, actually, on Thumbelina. Um, then Pebble and the Penguin. Again, absolutely not. Uh, denied. C c a critical and commercial failure. So, my man, not doing excellent, but then... What's this? Oh, a, a studio is looking at the Disney Renaissance and saying Disney needs some some competition. We want in on this. We want in on this. Caleb, enter Fox Animation Studios. Yeah. And they go over to Don Bluth, who is in his flop era, and they say, Don, give us a Disney movie. 
give give us what they're doing. So Don says, okay, he makes Anastasia, um, the the first theatrical release of Fox Animation Studios, which, you know, uh, a a middle-brow animated film, as far as I'm concerned, but, like, a success. You know, enough for for Fox and Don. Don gets a little pep in his step. Fox says, like, hey, we have a solid flick out there right now. That would, yeah. like, decades later be turned into, like, a Broadway musical, right? Like, Anastasia is here. They're so much so that they get in on uh, shameless Disney whoring, and they make Bartok the Magnificent, a straight-to-VHS uh, uh, short about the bat from Anastasia, because my man needed his own uh, Lion King one and a half. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But then... Did he need it? But, yeah. Did he need it? I don't know. But, so they take three years... You know, they gesticulate. They say, like, this new CGI technology that is about to, like, blow people's minds in The Phantom Menace, right? Like, um, we are on the cusp of that really ticking over into something. Um, So so they start integrating in this this really profound, never-heard-of way, CGI animation and mixing it with traditional 2D. You know, the, the dredge, all the spaceships in this movie... Um, are are absolutely going and and these processes had not existed before so this sure it's all pioneering all it's, whoa it's all pioneering and it's all expensive yeah um and Titan AE is a is a massively massively budgeted movie and when it comes out in in a post matrix world because it's the year two thousand now you know it comes out in June of two thousand. And is one of the most legendary flops in the history of Hollywood. Uh, so much so that uh, Fox Animation Studios uh, promptly had to close. It was financially insoluble after Titan AE closed its doors after only two theatrically released films. Canceling um, a lot of projects that were in the middle of being created. Um, uh, Barlow's Inferno was was going to be the next one, but a lot of their slate of films that you can look at on on uh, the, the the Wikipedia, the Wikipedia, um, Wikipedia, were a lot of animated films aimed at adults. Titan yeah. AE was in its own kind of strange way. Like, can we make one of these that adults will like? take seriously beyond bringing their kids. You know, can we make a sexy George of the Jungle called Betty of the Jungle? Um, can we make just a straight-up Dracula adaptation? Yeah. Um, can can we make um, The Little Beauty King, a Steve Odekirk parody of Disney movies? Can we do it? And the answer was, no. <laughs> it's It's wild to me because there's still remnants of this today that, like we have to interact with where people are like, Oh, I don't watch cartoons when referencing yeah. animated movies. And it always drives me fucking bonkers. Cause like, come on. But like, this is a time when that mindset was pervasive, right? Like animated shit was for kids. There yes. wasn't a, a, a realm, a sphere is what I meant. There wasn't a sphere of the entertainment industry that was like, yeah, no, there's some stuff that's animated, but it's, like, wicked for adults, too. Because, like, anime is a thing. Obviously, it's been around for ages. 
Right. But anime hasn't made a firm and established landfall in the United States yet. Anime, I mean, I would yeah, still... early 2000s, we've got, like, Thundercats, which is borderline. Uh, we've like, got some you Gundam, have, like, which is, like, obviously, we only get you Gundam, know, like, like, Transformers is a Japanese animation, but it was always meant for American audiences. Right. In the early 2000s, you are starting to get, like, oh, what's Dragon Ball? Like, oh, if I stay no, up sure. late enough, like... Oh, Dragon Ball is on. Like, what is that? You know, it, it's the year 2000. Pokemon has been out. You know what I mean? So, like, Japanese animation is starting to catch on right. in, a, in a way, in which is, it's still phenomenally niche at this point beyond, like, the most... But also the chip, stuff like that's... Pokemon. Also the stuff that's popping off is the stuff that is for kids. 100%. It's still, like, right. Your, Dragon Ball does the, start around here, but Dragon Ball is not... A thing that adults are talking about for another no. ten years until right? they are adults the kids who grew, grew up, up with Dragon Ball. Right, right. <laughs> exactly. Right. So, like this movie, I think if this movie releases in two thousand ten, one, the technology does it a ton of favors and it looks better. Two, the demo, the not the demographic, but the audience has changed and warmed to this. And three, I think you get better performances out of some of your lead actors. That's probably true. Um, because they're I all think, 10 years older. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think there's there's a roughness to a lot of the dialogue and dialogue delivery in this. It feels kind of, like, stilted. Um, the only it, person it, who really feels grounded is the only people are John Leguizamo because, like, he's he, playing a goofy character. He's just playing he's, himself. He's playing and, a weird little guy. And uh, Pullman. But that he's also just playing the president from Independence Day. <laughs> from Independence Day. Day. I think... But angry. Uh, well, I think Nathan Lane is a fucking pro. Nathan I think, Lane, I think uh, Lane yeah. uh, is also kind of kind of bringing something interesting to the table here. Um, yeah. But yeah, a lot of it, you know, uh, Ron Perlman's like war, war never changes monologue that opens the movie and, and shit like that. It's, it's a little, it's kind of in this like in-between place. Um, yeah. And no one can really like capture. I mean, really, what like Robin Williams captured in Aladdin, uh, or or various things like that. But, right. but it's an interesting movie, and I think you know you do have to talk about its cultural legacy. But you know, I they're gonna try again with adult animation. You know, and and I don't yeah. just mean like Family Guy. Um, it, it, one of the people who seems to really be trying to push that forward is Jenny Tartakovsky. Um, not only with like yeah, the final Samurai season of Samurai Jack. Jack and Primal, but over at Sony Pictures Animation, they just announced like they are doing their first adult animated feature film, and Jendi is going to direct that. And when did- I mean, I guess if anybody can do it, if anybody's gonna finally break through that barrier. To American adult animation. Yeah, Jenny Tarnagowski is the guy. He's probably the guy. And, I, I, you know, he's, he's built up so much goodwill over at Sony uh, with the Hotel Transylvania franchise, which which rakes in money fucking ass over tea kettle. Um, and, and, you know, I think Primal is a solid enough, like, adult swim level hit. Um, that they're willing to try it. That they're, that they're willing to, to make a go of it. And I, I hope it works. Uh, but the only way it's going to work is if we go to the theater, folks. Folks, if we show up uh, for Jendi's for Jendi's latest, whenever that comes out in like two or three years. Yeah, yeah. Um, I would. I remember reading somewhere that there are rumors of this getting a remake. Titan uh, AE. Yeah. 
That those are some. Because uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I'm gonna really side eye those rumors, but anything's possible, I suppose. I just uh, like Titan E doesn't even have the online following that like Atlantis the Lost Empire has, like another famous animated flop. Um, cause Atlantis, which came out, uh, around the same time as this, maybe like a few years later, um, has like a cult following online. Like you see fan art of Atlantis pop up pretty frequently. Um, yeah. I have never seen a piece of Titan AE fan art. I just, I, I just don't think the cachet is there. There wasn't even like, you know, they put, like, an Atlantis straight-to-VHS sequel out there at one point. Yeah, sure. Um, they didn't do that for Titan AE. I get, but again, I guess anything is possible. I don't know anything about anything these days. Yeah, who knows? I just who? found a quote from Don Bluth. Is this from Bluth? Yeah, in 1984 in an interview where he said, I think the later Disney films have turned animated movies into babysitters. Fuck. For films you drop your kids off to see while you go shopping. We don't want to do that. Which, like, damn, bro. Coming yeah, fair out enough. swinging. Fair He's enough, execute. He's got to execute better, bro. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... Uh, there's the rumor that I found isn't sticking around, but it was something that, like, after Fox mm-hmm. was bought by Disney, that there were people in Disney, like animators and directors in Disney's stable that were like, please, can, I, can I please do this? And they were like, something? I mean, you can start a, start working on it and see what it looks like. Sure. Um yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I'm gonna, I I'm guess... gonna continue to look for this because I do. I do. In fact, I would like it. Keep your eyes much. peeled, because like again, like as we were talking about before, the only thing I had seen previously was that teaser trailer that doesn't even show a character. Um, mm-hmm. I had no idea what this movie was about previous to putting it on here, um, and I don't know where I was going with that. I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't. Mm-hmm. I can't. I can't remember where that sentence started, and I I do sincerely apologize for that. I think that it's something that, like, it's hard to tell why this movie didn't land. We'll get into the plot. Um, Right. But A few years later than this, uh, Disney tries its own space adventure film in Treasure Planet, another notorious flop. For reasons undiscovered. Cause right. I think both of these movies are fantastic, but yeah, like they're like they're they're fun. They're like fun. when you're a kid, Treasure this Planet, is like... Treasure Planet stands up. Like that movie's still like it's Treasure Island, right? Yeah, Treasure they didn't Island. write something new and have to yeah. earn our interest. They just made Treasure Island. They made Treasure Island, and they and did you know a pretty Treasure honest, pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's really good. Um, there's also uh, this. There's also this thing that uh, again, I'm sorry, I keep bringing up things and talking about them for a long time before I make my point. But like American audiences don't fuck with sci-fi. Yeah, we just don't this a lot. And like, yeah, every good sci-fi that like, I think people that I would value their opinion, people whose Uh opinions I would value Uh people that tell me about sci-fi movies. They like those movies don't do super well. Like ex machina won and won awards, but like, I don't think it broke the bank. It was uh, a low Blade Runner movie, yeah. and like people, I think it probably like recouped its yeah. costs, but was yeah. not 
was not a phenomenally successful movie and but like the blade runner movies annihilation yeah oh yeah blade runner blade runner was a flop both times yeah you know like both blade runners were big big flops and both of those Um, movies are good movies both of those movies are good movies and Uh, it makes uh, me think that like the fact that this was hard sci-fi yeah recently rewatched on a plane edge of tomorrow big big flop good good movie I don't know how Edge of Tomorrow was a flop. That movie's very fucking it's good. It's fucking so good. That it's movie's like really good. You're watching it and you're like, Jesus Christ, this thing is like fucking Is that movie going. really, a, really um, a flop? It it, def- it defies all credulity. Like six minutes into Edge of Tomorrow, you're like, I know everything I, can, I need to know. Yep. It's like an incredible uh, yeah. bit of film expediency. Oh, man. <sighs> anyway, uh, good how? movie. Check it out. How? I guess... It's not. A, it wasn't a flop with re, with reviewers. No, it was, it was a big just, critical just success, earning, but audiences a, did not show up. Just didn't earn anything. Bananas. I know. The movie is so fucking good, I know, Kevin. It's fucking I should have picked this movie too. Uh, we can watch it later. This was. I I would if we ever do the Mission Impossible franchise on here, which like this, this will be the, the the one you sneak in in between. I would games. exactly. It's like yeah. this is part of the crew's comeback arc. So between Ghost Protocol and Rogue Nation, we would watch yeah, 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 Edge yeah, of Tomorrow. Because yeah. like, uh, why not? Yeah, why not? <laughs> you, you want to? Why wouldn't it? you? At this point, why, why wouldn't the fuck you? Would? Jesus, I was uh, thinking about it. Uh, either late last night or early today, uh, sometime when I was on a bicycle recently, and I was like, "Boy, if if I see a theater doing the watch every Mission Impossible leading up to the new one thing that like they do for every Marvel m- movie, mm-hmm. oh, I think I would go." Yep, yes, <laughs> I think you I would, Kev. go. Don't say I think things I like I think. To Don't the say things like I think. Twelve hours. <laughs> Yep, <laughs> you would one hundred percent do that. Yeah, I would go. Uh, Who the fuck, am Kev? I, I would do that if I had a place to find all the Mission Impossibles, right? Uh, that I didn't have to buy them or rent yeah. them. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it would Paramount be our Plus? next. It would be our next franchise in movie night. It probably might be anyway. It's on Paramount Plus. Good. Oh my god, they are all on. All Paramount. six of them are on Paramount Plus, my man. That's a that's a very good point. Also, fucking. They're all good. Eh, sorry, we, all don't good. Have, we can't talk about Mission Impossible and Tom Cruise again because everybody no, knows. No, because we, we all but, know all our yeah. stances. Uh, we know what rules. And Top Gun Maverick would also be in that series, I think, because it's again, yeah. it's part yeah. of the same yeah. part of the same trajectory. You know what though? I don't think the first Top Gun would be. It would not. It would not yeah. be. Second one, no. yes. First one. Second eh. one. Second one, undeniably, yes, would be a part of the series. Um, the first one, no. Nah. The like, only two we would bring in is Edge of Tomorrow and, and Top Gun Maverick. Does he have any other movies that are actually really good? I guess we could do like the Jack Reachers because that's where he meets oh, Christopher no. McQuarrie. Jack, Jack Reach, no. Yeah, no fair Jack enough. Reacher. I said I guess. And Minority I Report, though. Minority Report, uh, though. You could make a pretty solid case. Kev, Kev, you, I, I texted Report. you pictures while I was watching that movie I mean, last I, year. I, and I was surprised. I was gobsmacked by how gobsmacked I was again. I mean, it's and I've seen great. this movie before, it's but like, I'm like okay, halfway yeah, through okay. it, and I'm like, "Oh my god, this movie's great!" Spielberg is spitting right now. This movie's great. <sighs> yeah, no, he's Spielberg was fucking on another level when. He oh, made it's fucking so Minority good, Report. dude. That's such an incredible movie. Um, uh, Spielberg and Cruz made two post 9/11 movies that are like really grappling with like different aspects of it, and there's Minority Report, which is like incredible. And then there's War of the Worlds, which is 
Okay. Less incredible, it's fine. It's still good. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It's pretty good. It's fine. I, it's Steven. It's not as, like, I don't for, love for what every Spielberg yeah. movie, but there's always no, something. Spielberg's like J.J. Abrams. I guess it should be the, I should, I'm sorry. It's the other way. Abrams also, tries Abrams very has hard. directed a, a couple of, like, out-and-out out stinkers. You know? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Abrams, yes. Abrams has directed a couple fucking stankers. Yeah, he made two Star Wars movies. Did you know that? The second one, I, I've never heard yeah. of. Yeah. Um, and he made he made two Star Treks also, and uh, one of yep. those is uh, a <laughs> is not exquisite. Anyway, not exquisite. Um, um, listeners, write in if you want us to do uh, the Mission Impossible franchise because I want to. Yep. And Caleb yep. wants to. Yep. Just so so one one just person it. say it so that we have we can blame it on you. We should probably just um, do it. Yeah, I just yeah, when need you, one when you send it in, and, yeah, when you send in that you want us to do it, just know that you will be the one we blame uh, publicly. Yeah. So if you'd like that responsibility, if you'd like please. that mantle, please. please. Um, yeah, I just need one person to say yes, to DM yeah, me and be like, one. do it. And it's like, great, we're doing it. <laughs> just one. Just one. Uh, War, of the Worlds, War of the Worlds is okay as fuck. AF. It's fine. Okay um, as fuck. But, 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 when it comes to like how I've read, how after reading the book as a kid, mm-hmm. and then like finding out the, the craze behind the like yeah. radio broadcast that, May or may not have caused people to shoot at fucking Fuck water it. towers that Fuck have been it. in their neighborhood for years. That's whatever. fucking. That's the silliest thing of it's all. It's so silly. When I was a kid, I was like, "Oh my god, I will make something like this." But as an adult, I'm like, "That didn't happen." Um, yeah. Still, knowing all of that and seeing like a few BBC attempts in the '90s mm-hmm. uh, or whatever it was. The first time I saw War of the Worlds and the fucking first tripod stood up and made noise, one of the most terrifying things I've ever seen. It was absolutely what my brain imagined, except, like, I could see it, right? Uh, mm-hmm. And it's great. The rest of the movie, eh. But, like, I will go and play that scene for people because it's very good. And then people just start getting zapped into dust, and he gets home, and he's covered <sighs> in dust, and people are like, what's all over you? And he's like... As he realizes it's people. It's people. <laughs> like, There's great uh, stuff in that movie. Even if like the whole thing does not right. super hang together. But that's great. It's Steven. There's always something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, he's got the Fablemans coming out. Or is that out? Uh, no, it's coming out later this year. It just debuted at TIFF. Yeah, it's got very good ratings right now. Uh, yeah, because uh, it's f- going to be fucking great. <laughs> it's going <laughs> to yeah. be fucking incredible. It's Michelle Williams, Paul, Paul Dano, and Seth Rogen. Paul Dano is playing Steven Spielberg's dad. Michelle Williams is playing Steven Spielberg's mom. You know, kind of, with like the serial numbers filed off. Yeah, uh, right. <laughs> Seth Rogen is playing his uncle. <laughs> it sounds great. It. It sounds like a good movie. I love it. Yeah, I love I it. I want to see it. Uh, anyway, anyway. Titan crazy A-E. credits. Uh, hmm. the, the credits of Titan AE say, look for the Titan AE video game available this fall yep. from Fox Interactive, but plans for the Titan AE game were abandoned. Canceled. I'm sorry. I don't, yeah. I don't like to gloat in a movie's failure because like, God, this movie, there's, there's hard work all over it. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, there are several scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do know what you mean. 100%. It's just, it's, it's obviously like, any any animated work you've ever seen. It's not that all movies aren't hard work. I just shot one, like, last week. Sure, right. But, like, it's not as if they all aren't hard work. But animation especially is, like, it all 
has a different fucking to be level. Done it's a different fucking level, man. By frame, um, it it all has to be meticulously put together and and just absolutely assembled. And it's really hard for me to look at even the worst animated movie and not go like, "Damn, fuck, this is a lot of like, fuck, <laughs> yeah. like, goddamn, precisely that. How yeah, precisely does that. anyone ever do this?" I don't know. I don't know. Have you know. ever tried to animate something? Have you ever like tried to draw a flip book? A bouncing and get, like, ball? Three yeah. Pictures in and you're like, fuck, fuck this. this. Yep. <laughs> Absolutely. Actually, oops, fuck I'm gonna do something this. I'm gonna do anything else with my time. Yeah. Actually fuck this. Yeah, hundred percent. Fuck this. <laughs> actually, to quote Justin McElroy, uh actually fuck this. Oh, um, one of my favorite moments from that show. Oh was, hey, hey, I got an idea. How about actually fuck this? How about actually fuck this? <laughs> um, yeah, it's Don't do a hit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, no, and there are like, like you, there are moments in this movie that, like, even today, I was like, oh damn, yeah, damn. like this looks good, mm-hmm. uh, and like obviously could get a, get a, a brush up by yeah, modern we- standards, but like watching it and fully understanding this came out in the year two thousand, yeah. Could, it's use, like, could use the old uh, Avatar, you know, dust up and re-release, you know, just like yeah, kind of sure. go in there and polish the china a little bit, God, polish I up wonder, those dredge. I want, like, this is a completely unrealistic and never going to happen scenario, but I wonder if, like, movies that flopped could be dusted up and re-released and see if, like, just by sheer passage of time, people are like, oh, you know what? This is all right. I, I wonder if Titan yeah. AE doesn't come out different. Could qualify for something like uh-huh. that if it's like released in a totally different scenario. It's like maybe we appreciate the the hand drawn yeah. Don Bluth elements of it a little bit more. Yeah. Um. You know. But like, oh, I remember my earlier train of thought. Congratulations. Um, oh yeah. You're the when you're a kid, like if I had seen this as a kid, if I had rented this from Video Classics or World of Videos, either of the local video rental stores in my town, this would have been my shit. Because kids hey Kev. eat hey this Kev. shit up. What's up? Hey Kev. Yeah. I got taken to this movie for my ninth birthday. Yeah. Like this eat, movie was a is a core shit. memory. It's a core uh, memory for that. Yeah, it's reason. one of those orbs in your head. Yeah. Um uh, it may yeah. not have been my birthday. I gotta clarify when what its release date was. No. June. No, it was June. It was the first movie I went and saw uh, in during summer break. Oh. My my grandma took me. So like school's out. I just got done at the pool. Like, I'm going to a movie with my grandma. We go see Titan AE. I shit you not, Kev. The reason why I, we watched this as family movie night just a couple months ago yeah. is because since the year 2000, I also had this on VHS, and after the after the credits, it had music videos. Oh, yeah. Of oh, the, the lit- soundtrack uh, on this movie. Exactly. The, like... I'm in over my head oh. has been an earworm for 22 years. The like cosmic castaway. The cosmic castaway. Yep. <laughs> Stuck in my head. Stuck in my head. Oh, um, you can like. What's the one where they're like flying the ship through the gas clouds? No, I know what you're it's talking about. It's my time to fly. <laughs> Fucking, I've got them all in my brain, dude. So I was just like driving down the street oh. one day and was like, oh my God. I have all these songs in my head still. Yeah. And then I found them on iTunes and added them to a playlist and was like, you know what? All these songs fucking whip. And fucking we watched the go. movie. We watched the Tiny movie. The soundtrack stays yeah. on during sex. 
<laughs> yeah, dog. Like I, oh fucking, oh, I ten year old me was just lapping this shit up. I guess nine year old me was just lapping this shit up. Absolutely. Yeah, if I had seen this at the era where I saw your treasure planet, your Atlantis, like this is exactly the kind of shit that I would lap up with a fucking spoon and stick my head in the bowl and drink. Like this is like the <laughs> the, the relatable, you know, young protagonist and the, the cool spacefaring guy and, and oh he kisses the hot lady. The hot yay. space lady, yeah. Hot space lady with the anime haircut. Yeah, like, oh my god, this is exactly the kind of shit that Oh, I have to thank this movie probably for me liking women with short haircuts. Oh no. This is Cowboy Bebop for babies. Uh, Cowboy Baby Bop. Cowboy Baby Bop. Cowboy Goo Goo Gaga. <laughs> this is baby cowboy bebop baby bebop yeah. oh my god you know what you know what you know what you know what non you know what <laughs> you know what <laughs> 2000 to 2002 does in fact feature three of my favorite fucking animated movies okay and now i think shrek I, oh, no kev i'm i'm like you know how you like you go back and map you map things and go, oh, 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 that's where this came oh, from. Oh. I think I know why I am how I am. Because Titan uh-huh. AE comes out when I'm nine. Mm-hmm. Or when I'm eight and I turn nine that later that year. So mm-hmm. I just, I said 10, nine, and eight. I was one of those ages. I get you. I'm with you. Titan AE comes out when I'm eight this that summer. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, fuck yeah. I absolutely got that on VHS for my birthday that year. Mm-hmm. 2001, we got Atlantis, The Lost Empire. Yeah, dog. So, like, a second movie that might as well be in space because Deep Ocean is just as mysterious. Yeah. And also features the hottest character in Disney oh. movies for years to come. Oh, no, 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 And then 2002 is Treasure Fucking Planet. Yeah. So it's like, if you oh, if you're a kid and you're into, like, adventure movies... Yeah. Like, oh, we're going on a big adventure on yeah. some kind of boat, whether it's a space boat or a, a water boat. Yep. This You're is, just this is eating. The, oh. And then, my dog, not an animated film, but you remember what comes out in 2003? Oh, it's the Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. There's There were no movies that weren't doing me tremendous favors. And, in this and 01, 02, 03. The Lord of the Rings trilogy. Yes. And also the Matrix. And also the Matrix trilogy. The Matrix sequels are coming out in this time. 0203. Or no, 0303. Um, Wow. Yeah. 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 Boy. I know why I'm a sci-fi slut. Yeah. This shit. Holy fuck. And, you know, some Star Wars prequels also came out around that time. Yeah. Oh my, yeah, 98 to 2005 is just packed with, like, some of the most adventurous shit that a kid could consume in terms of media. If I had to click on this, Tarzan was 99, dog. Phil Collins was in my ear. I want to know, can you show me? I bought Tarzan for my mom for Valentine's Day. Guess who saw through that present? I, you were fucking transparent. Yep. <laughs> oh, Emperor's New Groove got, was 2000. I got you, Tarzan, Ma. I got you the clamshell got, VHS of Tarzan. It's for you. It's for you. 
It's for you. Emperor's New yeah. Groove is 2000? The Harry Potter movies are coming out starting in 01. There's no better time to be a kid. Shit, man. Oh, Fuck. now I also now understand why people like our age are pieces of shit about Disney stuff. Because they, they had it good. And they're like, if it's not as good as it was then, which it never will be. Um, no. It can't oh my God. be. This is... Pixar is starting to hit. Yeah. Toy Story 2 is 99. And then fucking Monsters, Inc. And fucking Finding Nemo. And The Incredibles, sir? There was so much good... I oh we might have to turn this podcast into an early aughts fan cast. Shit, man. <laughs> There's just too much. That's that's There's just too much to think about, but absolutely. It was just like and Pokemon's going on and fucking Yu-Gi-Oh's got like all these yeah. kid sensations. Oh my are god. Happening. When did, when did Poke Yeah, none of, I yeah. Yeah. This is a lot, and I'm not dealing wow. with it in a way that's well managed. Wow. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of, I just found the, the key to a lot of doors. 100%. Yeah, wow. Unlocked. I mean, fuck, dude. This is the X-Men movies. This yeah. is Sam Raimi Spider-Man is O2. Yeah. It's all hit. It's like, it's a, it's this. It is a nexus point in pop culture. Yeah. Culture 100%. is noticeably different yeah. after, like, after the year this. Titan AE came out. Yeah. Yep. Yep. <laughs> it's just, yep. it's You're changed. welcome, world. <laughs> Said Don Bluth. <laughs> Rolling yeah, in that he probably actually money. does somewhere. He's probably like, nah, this is, yeah, I, this happened because of me. Rolling in that dang little foot money. <laughs> Hell Yeah. You know he's just doing his his Frank Miller thing, not Frank Miller. He's just doing his George Miller thing, directing some bullshit to make some money. Except yeah. the bullshit he directed, um, notably and and showably didn't make money, but still. But still, yeah. He's just hanging. He's just chilling around. Fuck. What Fuck, did you man. think of Titan AE though? Like plot? Like we haven't talked plot like hardly. At no, all. Right. I mean, we talk about like around <laughs> the movie because like yeah. you know. It's for me. It's a pretty standard like kids' adventure film fare. If I was yeah. eight, if I was nine, I would have fucking lapped this up with a spoon. As yeah. like an adult who can see the seams a little bit more, I'm like, yeah, you know, it's it's fine. Rem- I mean, remember when, when, when you they... go into a movie like yeah. I did, knowing that it ended not only an animator's career but a whole animation studio, you're like. This is going to be a catastrophe. Yeah. You know, sure. like, this has to be, like, fucking unwatchable garbage. And, yeah. like... It's not. It's fine. Yeah. If my kid yeah. was, like, super into Titan AE, I'd be like, this is fine. This is, yeah. I can live in a Titan AE household. Yeah. Perfectly fine. Got Easily Nathan manageable. Lane, got Liguizamo as a weird yep. little guy called Goon. Why are you so mean to Goon? Hey, Mr. Goon. Hey, yeah, Goon. yeah, yeah. It's you and know. Then Goon starts like shooting fuckers. He's like, <laughs> That's right. Goon starts murking uh, fools at the yeah, end of this film. Goon's the shit. Goon starts absolutely laying into folks. Well, we love Johnny Legs. Yeah, I don't like. I don't dislike him ever. No, I've never had a problem with him. He's in that uh, Ray Fiennes movie coming out, where they're all at a restaurant. 
Oh, he's in the it's, menu? He's in the menu. He's Dude, one of the patrons in the menu. Dude, Legs is getting menued? What's Legs up to? I gotta see. I feel like it's been a minute since I've really seen him. I, mean, I guess he's in the menu. Yeah. He's, uh, I know he did some, like, Broadway stuff, which is fun. Yeah, it's John Legwood's. I, I can't not, like, he was in Coco. So, or not Coco, uh, sorry. Um, the other one. Encanto. Yeah. Encanto? Uh, he's doing, I mean, oh, God, he he books. Yeah, he's busy he's as working. Fun. It was the Riddler in in the audio, the podcast, Batman. Oh, yeah, that's fun. The podcast you can watch on HBO Max. Yes, uh, he's a character in Mando for sure. Waiting for Godot. Sure. Ethan Hawke, John Leguizamo, Wallace Shawn. Wait, what is happening? Is it like a <laughs> film or is it like a filmed play? It's an adaptation. What of is play. this? The trailer is. The weirdest thing I've ever seen. It's just like they're talking at the camera with like a fisheye lens. It's really like disconcerting. Uh-oh, something else Kev has to sneak his way into watching. What the fuck is this? It's three hours long. <laughs> what? All right. It's yeah. about two clownish tra- It seems to be... Okay, so this was obviously filmed in lockdown. Because it is five yeah. actors facing a camera in different independent spaces. Yeah, 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 yeah. <sighs> yeah. Do, where, do I have to find this? Yes, you do, Kev. <sighs> Fuck. Yes, you do, Kev. God damn it. Yes, you fucking do, Kev. I don't wanna, but I do wanna. He pops up in John Wick twice. Oh, good for him. I gotta yeah. see those one day. Oh, yeah, those are good. Those are good. Yeah. If Everyone's you like the Mission Impossibles, says... you like the you like the Mister Wicks. I know I will. I'll do them all when they when four is coming out. I'll run them. Yeah, just run I them all promise. together. In the world where Kev goes to movie theaters playing all of the previous movies before the sequel comes yeah, out, yeah, I might as well just go the for, John Wick. The John Wick screening Wick. will be one that you also end up in. Might as well. Yes. Yes. Because everybody on Mando? can afford. To... I didn't know he's on Mando. Yeah, one episode, but yeah, he voices some guy. With some yep. Star Wars ass name, Gore Koresh, <laughs> Glup yeah. Shido. Um, yeah, great. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I I know his character from Mando. I'm glad. You, I have no idea. <laughs> still have still have not seen Mando. Um, oh, but yeah, this is an interesting movie. Um, the you know, uh, it's uh, Glad Pullman reprised his role as Lone Star. Um, it obviously has an unbelievably stacked cast. There's a lot of like. Ah, Kale is written in this very specific way when, like, teens write genre fiction. So, like, the 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 <laughs> coolest thing a guy could be is, like, disaffected. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, Yeah, oh, no, my dad oh, left. Yeah. I don't give a fuck. They'll never okay. find us in the vents. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, he's do- he does a lot of that. He does a lot yeah. of that kind of stuff. Um, also, his whole like I don't care about my dad shit makes no sense because I don't care like about my dad, uh, yeah, I don't care about I, anybody. I don't miss my dad. Why would I do that? That's lame. I don't I'm care like, about um, this hot lady, <laughs> yeah. but I do. But I don't. But I do. But I don't. But I do. But I don't. But I don't. I do. Yeah, he's very much yeah. like a, a a teen's idea of like who a cool guy is. Yep. Um, where he's like, they're like, "Are you okay, Kaylin?" And he'd be like, "Yeah, I'm fine." 
if we didn't crash, I'd feel a lot better. <laughs> you know, like he has that kind of shit yeah. going on. Which uh, I now, once I looked up the writing credits, I was like, oh, that that feed. Yeah, no, Whedon. it checks. It checks. <laughs> that it feed checks a lot. Whedon is all over this. Yep. You're like, oh, I get it. Yes. Uh, too bad Joss Whedon was uh, struck by that meteor in the year 2000, just absolutely obliter- obliterated by a comet. Too bad. Yeah. Too bad. It's a shame. So sad. Yeah. He was never able to write something that was uh, mystifyingly bad. <laughs> never again. Never again. His crimes ended that day when a comet exploded <laughs> him. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. He could never do a really embarrassing article interview <laughs> where he talked about how it was everyone else's fault. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. it's like, if you write enough notorious flop movies with bad scripts, you there's only so many times you can say, well, they fucked up my script. Right. Before it's like, maybe you wrote, like, a bad script. Yeah, also, I Ma- think animated movies might be the one where, if you say that, you're a bigger douche. Because it's like... Because they're not improvising. <laughs> nope, they can't. They literally can't. Nathan Lane did not go off book. No, not at all. In fact, he memorized the fucking book. Yeah, <laughs> don't well, you disrespect Nathan Lane? Nathan Lane? Lane. A, never. The toast of Broadway? I don't want to hear it. I don't. Don't even try. I don't. Stay do away. not come into my house, <laughs> where my wife sleeps, where my children <laughs> play with their toys, and disrespect Nathan Lane in front of yeah, me. I won't dare hear you. It. How dare you, sir? No one's done that. No. I made it. I made up a guy, and I got mad at him. It's okay. That's all, that's okay. Like, There's so many actual guy, guys to be, be mad so at. He'd be so infuriated. What a what a douche! Novel. What a douche Dushkane. What a freaking douche There's a one of the one of the things I, I do remember noticing pretty quickly watching this again is that like there's a moment where uh, Kima gets fucking captured and then spaced. And they find her like immediately. <laughs> yeah, they're like, no, got like, it. I was like, oh, like if I was making a show about this, Akima gets captured, and then in like the penultimate episode, and then gets uh-huh. spaced as the finale, and like the whole next season is looking for Akima. Yo, where's she at? You do nothing else because she got um, e- it's e- space. It's space, space is big. It's, it's really big. big. It's truly enormously calculably big. You yeah. just won't believe how big space is. Yeah. Um also, that's just peanuts to space. That's just p- 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 penis. Um there's just a whole lot of stuff that like I love about this movie. Yeah. And a whole bunch of stuff that like eh. Yeah, I see like what you could latch on to. Like my my yeah. my buddy Greg that I do trivia with has talked about this movie before as like a really central movie for him. And I I get where when you're a kid you latch on to that. When you're a kid, the dredge, you're like, oh fuck. Yeah. The dude. dredge, these are the scariest guys of all time. I hate these guys. Yeah. If you're if you run into a guy named the dredge, that's you can't be affiliated with such with <sighs> such folks. The dredge. Remember when you were a kid and you were like <laughs> One day I am going to be ejected into the cold vacuum of space. Yeah. It is going to happen to me, and I am terrified of this. And now I know how to survive it. 
No, now I'm like, I will never be in space. <laughs> there is no... There is no chance that my life takes a direction where I am in space at any point. <laughs> I do not. When you're a kid and you're reading like Gary Paulson books. Dog, and you're do, you like, remember, do you remember how I, prepared you were for quicksand? I need. Oh, my God. Quicksand. I was so prepared for quicksand. I was like. There's so much less quicksand than real. Life. At one point, I am going to be stuck in the middle of the woods and need to know how to survive. That is going to yeah i read hatchet <laughs> yeah i read hatchet i read brian's winter yep yep I read the second one which is called the river i don't know i want to say sure um i have no idea <laughs> yeah fair enough uh well there was there was hatchet then there was a direct sequel called something like the river but then there was brian's winter which is an alternate universe retelling where if Brian was not, because throughout all of Hatchet, they're like, winter's coming, and that's bad. And if you're stuck out here in winter, like, game fucking over, yeah, my man. Um, but Brian's winter is the alternate story where he doesn't get rescued before winter. And he has to survive the winter in the wilderness. Wait, what's the, what's the, pro, what's the plot of the river? It's just, he, he does it again. No. <laughs> No. The okay, the river. Oh, hold on, hold on. This is worse. A thirteen year old boy who spent fifty four days surviving alone in the Canadian wilderness the previous summer mm-hmm. is hired by the government to again live in oh, the woods shit. and surviving only by his wits so the military can learn his survival techniques. Oh, this guy this kid is so good at surviving. We got thirteen year old is so good. Child. Oh my god, what? Oh my god. Oh, what? but he's got a friend this time. God, this cover just sent me backwards in time. This, looking at the book cover on Wikipedia, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> sent me hurtling through a time portal. Oh no, he lost Kev. <laughs> he's yes. gone. The raft, I remember this. Yeah. Welcome back day. to our, uh, the Hatchet reread podcast. Oh, it goes bad, Kev. During their stay, what? things take a grim turn when their camp is struck by lightning, which knocks no. Derek into a coma. Oh my god! And destroys the radio. Knowing that Derek will die of dehydration long before anyone finds them, Brian builds a raft in a desperate bid to navigate down the unknown river to Brannock's trading post, the nearest inhabited point for emergency aid. The biggest problem is the trading post is a hundred miles down river. That's fucked up. That's that. Whoa. There are five books in the Brian's saga. Yeah, Brian's Winter's an alternate ending. Brian's Return. Brian's Return. He goes back to the woods. And then Brian's... <laughs> this is a... I have never seen a Wikipedia plot description as short as Brian's Return. It is two sentences. Yep. And is sent to see a psychologist, a blind ex-police officer named Caleb. Hey, you're in this book. At Caleb's Caleb? suggestion, Brian returns to the Canadian wilderness, knowing that is where his heart truly is. Oh, he's a mountain man at heart. Okay, and Brian's Hunt, Hunt. who's now 16. Hold on. How old was he when the psychiatrist sent him back into the woods? <laughs> hey, kid, go back to the woods. You can't what drive yet, fuck? but you, you can survive what in the woods. What the fuck? Holy shit. Holy uh, shit. Uh, while Brian does not miss human contact, he finds his thoughts frequently turning into 
Kaigua Daush, also known as Susan, the eldest daughter of the Cree family who rescued him at the end of Brian's Winter. So, so this so is a, a sequel to Brian's Winter, not a well, sequel to Brian's Return. No, I think what I'm reading this as is he's saved in return and then goes home and is told to go back and then goes back and finds the family that saved him. Well, no, what I'm saying is I think that this is a character who uh, Susan, who only existed in Brian's Winter, which is a non-canonical tale. Yeah. But as the canon continued in the in the real timeline, the true timeline, Brian's Hunt. He, she was reintegrated into the story. Yeah. Uh, like the X-Men a... character Blink. Sure. One sure. person was like, ah, I, f- I understand what you're talking about, Kevin. Uh, while canoeing, Brian finds a seriously wounded Malamute, which he nurses back to health. The dog is Aww. clearly domesticated, and Brian begins to worry that whatever maimed the dog may have done the same to her owners. Oh. He remembers his Cree friends, the Smallhorns, and decides to go check on them. When he reaches their cabin, he finds that a bear had killed the parents and apparently chased Susan his beloved i don't know uh into hiding <sighs> brian returns her to her home and buries why would you want to bring her back to that dog bring, and buries her family while she radios for help the authorities oh arrive to take susan two relatives in winnipeg brian along with the dog stay behind in order to hunt down and kill the bear why knowing very well the hunt could cost him his life why why you got the survivor out just leave brian uses the skills he's learned Explained in past books, Hatchet, Brian's Return, and Brian's Winter. To search for the bear that killed his friends. He finds bear tracks on an island. And there's so few sentences left. I do not know how this is going to wrap. So, he finds so, bear yeah, tracks no, on an island and begins to follow them. He later realizes that he was walking in a circle. Oh, what? A rookie Soon the mistake. hunter becomes the hunted. The bear is no. actually following Brian. Ah. The next day, instead of moving on, he waits for the bear. After a hard-fought battle with the bear, a hard-fought battle with the bear, Brian is triumphant. That 16-year-old killed a bear. That 16-year-old's... Um, this is a hard 16-year-old. Uh, yeah. Uh, this, this is the guy that you weary. see at the gas station and, like, stay away from. You're like, I will not fuck with... I know, I, I know this guy could hurt me, and I stay away from him out of respect. Gary Paulson, where are I, you from? Uh, he lives in Alaska. Minneapolis, Minnesota. He did die last year. Oh, Wow. Under mysterious circumstances. (laughs) Okay, so the Wikipedia description, his skills, it mentions four, three books. Hatchets, Brian's Return, and Brian's Winter. But does not mention the river. So is the river... No, has that been unwritten from? No, the river is a... There's another name for... What were the three you you listed? Hatchet. Uh, Yep. Brian's Return... Yeah. And Brian's Winter. And then there's Brian's Hunt, which is the bear novel, the novel about the bear. So that it doesn't it doesn't mention the hunt? It does not mention the river. So the river is not canon. In the river has different names. The river has different names. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's but also none of called, them are those names. It's also called It's also called The Return, but not Brian's Return. Huh. No, that's uh all right, Google. <laughs> Gary Paulson. Catch uh, yep, it. Uh, Timeline. <laughs> <laughs> we have truly fallen into the deep end. Explained. <laughs> what is Hatchet book about? From yeah, how, do, how do Hatchet make sense, please? 
Hatchet Timeline. Oh, but it's only telling me about one book. That's a summary. No, I need to know. All. I must know all. I gotta know. All right, YouTube. YouTube, do not fail me. Gary. Gary Paulson. Hatchet. Series. Timeline? <laughs> Hatchet video essay. It's only five minutes long. That's not going to give me. This is not. <laughs> do we have to figure this out, Caleb? Like, like, do we have to be the people to put the explainer online? The, if you go on Wikipedia and look up, or go to Paulson and then go to Brian's Saga, it is listed as Hatchet, The River, Brian's Winter, Brian's Return, Brian's Hunt. It is, it is all five. 90, 87, 91, 96, 99, 2003. So maybe the timeline of The River does not contradict the timeline of Brian's Winter. And it's just a retcon to the end of Hatchet. So up until a certain point in Hatchet, then Brian's Winter takes over, then the river, then Brian's Return, then Brian's Hunt. So they're all Oh my god, these have different names. Hatchet Hatchet the Return is the river. Hatchet Winter is Brian's Winter. Brian's Winter. Hatchet the Call is Brian's Return. Fuck fuck. <laughs> Why is this Harder to understand than the Fast and Furious timeline. <laughs> Why is this harder to understand? Uh, because there's no family in these books, Kevin. It's about family. Obviously, there's no family in these books. It's about family. Me familia. Well, everyone knew this is where this podcast episode was going. Yeah, obviously, from the start. Oh, they're talking about Titan AE? Bet they talk about Hatchet. <laughs> bet they talk about the timeline of the Hatchet books. Uh, bet, they, shit. bet they stumble upon the most complex timeline in fiction. Hey, man, you know, Apparently. writing these kids books about surviving in the woods. Apparently. They can only come to you in certain kinds of fever dreams. That's right. Yeah. Gary Paulson was like, yeah, this happened to me. I read that on Wikipedia. I, I cite this claim as dubious. Uh, you think he but... just uh, you think he just like woke up one morning with a hatchet and was like, it was me all along. <laughs> Yeah, he I yeah, I don't know. I was I was Brian. Brian, he like repressed the memory that this all mm -hmm. really happened mm -hmm. to him. So yeah, yeah, yeah. and we can't ask him the timeline because he died. We could, while recording this podcast, we could have. We could if have. we had just talked about Titan A.E. No, from the start earlier. <laughs> uh, we had shit. just talked about Titan A.E. sooner. Man, remember the books we had to read when we were in school? Like Hatchet and The Giver. Isle of the Dolphins. Oh, The Giver. Right. Oh, The Giver. And Lord of the Flies. Ugh. You wonder why people are fucked up now. Yeah, fucked up. Oh, The Giver. Remember when they made that movie? It was Josh or Josh. <laughs> Josh. Was Josh Bridges in that movie? <laughs> Jeff Bridges and, and The Streep. The Streepster, I believe. Because that Who's was the, the point kid? where everyone was like, "All right, I got to get in on one of these fucking franchises. I got, I need my young adult franchise." And they thought The Giver was gonna be one. And uh, again, everyone said, "No, thank you." Because what? Because what? Because twenty fourteen. What? Twenty fourteen. There's a show planned to come out this year. Yeah, sure. Oh, it's Korean. No, oh, it won't be. Here. That actually makes more sense. Yeah. Hey, Caleb. I hope, I hope you've been witnessing the 
the uh, the I think it's Mexican remake of Breaking Bad that's been going around the internet. No, but that sounds great. It's, um, it Caleb, hilarious. I need you to do me a quick favor. Oh God, what have you, you found? Can you go to imdb.com for me? I'm there. Can you type in the name Alexander Skarsgård? And can you just take like a quick look at his photo? Is it the one where he's in a t-shirt with no pants? Yeah. <laughs> or a, a suit top with no pants? Yeah, I'm aware. He, he he Winnie the Pooh in it in his IMDb photo. Why? Like all, all of the Who why. Knows? Who was he knows? In, was he in like a Chippendales movie? No. He was in Atlanta. <laughs> He was in this past season of Atlanta. When is this photo from? Very recently. That's what he looks like. Uh, 2016. Yeah, there you go. What was so he I guess in six in years 2016? ago. What was he in in 2016? That he would be doing this? Legend uh, of Tarzan. Zoolander, Zoolander 2? Legend of Tarzan. Wouldn't it make more sense for him to be pantless for the Zoolander 2 you red carpet? You should remember what Tarzan looks like. And does. But his shirt's not off, Kevin. Would it make more sense for him to be running around with no pants because he was Maybe in Zoom? Maybe he's Zoolander? just having some fun. Maybe. Yeah, that's confusing. It's confusing. What's War on Everyone? Uh, he did a, a movie John... with Michael Pena? Yeah, it's a John Michael McDonough movie uh, where they are really violent police officers. Oh, they have. Funny. You, uh, you want to know what the quote on the movie is? I would love that. They have the right to remain. Violent. Ah! Yeah, great. Uh, very. <laughs> yeah, really, really. That's when we really uh, wanted a movie about really violent police officers playing for laughs. Was it a comedy? Yeah. Oh my god! I watched it because I've watched all the McDonough You've Brothers. Watched movies. it. What else have the McDonough Brothers made? Was stuff In worth Rouge. watching? Seven Psychopaths. Oh, okay. No, yeah. The Guard. Okay. okay. Calvary. Sorry. So what the, you're saying with... is that they should stay very Irish. Yes, they should. Uh, and unfortunately, the other time uh, they they really went in on American politics was three billboards outside Epic, Missouri, uh, which went over really well. And everyone uh, universally agreed that it had good politics around the police. Oh, I haven't watched that movie. I did not know that that was even a thing. Oh yeah, well sorry that I introduced that to you, uh, but uh, I, I, mean, I was a, probably wasn't going. There's to watch a new it, Martin so okay. McDonough that looks to be right back down his alley. Uh, Banshees of Inisherin. So oh, work. Banshees of Inisherin looks fucking great. It looks fucking great, and it's right down Martin McDonough's playwriting alley. That's like exactly what he's fucking good at, and I'm glad I he's. I couldn't back find to it. Martin. I just keep finding movies by John Michael. Um, he had a screenwriting career. He wrote like Ned Kelly and things like that. But Martin directed In Bruges. Uh, directed Seven Psychopaths, directed Three Billboards, uh, directed a great short film called Six Shooter, and has written many plays. All right, there's one more photo I need you to look at, Mm-mm. and then we can wrap this up. It's on, Wiki- it's on Wikipedia. Yes. Okay. You know how everyone's uh, Wikipedia photo uh, sucks and is not flattering? <coughs> yes. I need you to uh, look up uh, Danielle Heim. H A I M of the Heim collective of the, of the band Heim of the band Heim of the sisters Heim. Look at her Wikipedia. Uh, yeah, folks, we found the only hot and flattering Wikipedia photo. Yeah. Also, why does she look like uh, uh, April? April Ludgate. 
Ludgate, yeah. Yeah, it's, but if April Ludgate was fucking shredding, shredding, shredding on a guitar or a bass. I don't know. I'll be Plaza. Yeah, there it is. There you go. Yeah, that's a that's a good look. Yeah, it's the best uh, Wikipedia photo I've ever Hold seen on. in my entire Look, life. Oh, Alana Heim doesn't have a great one. No, it does not have a great one. They, like, all Wikipedia photos are like Alana Heim's. Like, pretty unflattering. Yeah, just someone, like, talking at a fucking panel. In the middle, yeah, in the middle of a panel. Danielle Heim is fucking shredding on a guitar looking like the coolest girl. The girl you have a fucking big-ass crush on. Shredding in a baseball t-shirt and cut off. I'm about shorts. to search for the. Oh my god! I'm about to search for the best fucking band, just person, Instagram, or Instagram, Wikipedia photos. I thought like you know if somebody has style that will surely have a good Wikipedia picture. It's Jack White. Not great. Um, oh, that's what I'm saying. All Wikipedia photos are bad except for Danielle Himes. Jack Black's not great. No. <laughs> Who chooses these? Who who chooses these and why do they only like Danielle Hine? Oh, Skarsgård is is hard to make look bad. Alexander, so that. yeah. Back to it's back to the pantsless gentleman. Hard to look bad. It might be the same picture, just the top. <laughs> uh, yeah, all right. That's pretty flattering. That's pretty. It's okay, but there are like way better pictures of Alexander Skarsgård. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's yeah. like not a great photo, but the he's Vincent, just very... the picture of Vincent Cassell is from 2011. <laughs> that oh, man has aged his, like wine. Please, his, just a picture uh, of him now in his black swan era. Yep. Yeah, Christ. Yeah, come on. It's been 12 <laughs> years. You can't fucking get spruce this one up a little bit. They don't take. They don't have studio pictures ever. They're just no. Comic Con pictures. Yeah, it's all Jeff just Bridges like, just looks it... like someone's dad. Yeah, it's just red carpet <laughs> shit. It's like, but like, or it's like junket shit. Yeah. When you're like, okay, the this most, person has had no sleep. They've been they on must a be free. They must be like rights free photos or something. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yikes. Yikers. Anyway, thank you for following me down that rabbit hole. No problem. Uh, this has, of course, been our podcast about Titan AE. Um, a movie that got... was so remarkable, we talked about like 12 other things. Hey. We do that on every episode. It has That's nothing true. to That's do true. with Titan AE. Um, I liked it for what it's worth. I thought it was all yeah, right. That um, makes me happy. What What do you got? What do you plug in? Uh, what am I plug in? Um, we got a new. Uh, probably the same day this comes out, we'll have a new episode of the um, MC Dudes, the uh, MC Dudes MCU podcast returns. I do with my buddy Tech. We are on episode twelve. We're talking She Hulk episodes three and four, and then all of the Disney twenty three stuff that happened. All the announcements. Shh. Uh, including the thing we talked about uh, early in this podcast. First in this mm-hmm. podcast, in fact. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, you know, nerdy but shit. I'm 10,000 words into a review of a game that took me 10 hours to play. Um, it's, it do be like that sometimes. Sometimes the game unlocks things. Uh, and then, you know, yeah, nerdy bit stuff. Check out uh, the, the nerdy bit show. We're still, we're still recording that every other week. Uh, two episodes have come out in the last 10 days because I fell behind. Um, yeah, that's kind of it right now. What about you, my friend? My uh, my, my film know, my film that's right. finished yeah, we, friend. 
we spent the the last week filming like a whole thing uh we might have accidentally filmed a sketch movie who knows uh what we're <laughs> what that's gonna end up looking like now there's the long road of putting all the pieces together uh but hopefully you'll be seeing that soon hopefully you'll be seeing the short film i shot a while ago soon uh all of that so stay tuned at tv's kevin lanigan on all the stuff and if you want to help me get that stuff out faster patreon.com slash tv's kevin is the perfect way to do that um i think we're gonna be expanding the patreon soon i think we're gonna be opening up some different avenues we got some stuff planned but it's all percolating and i can't share coffee that ain't finished brewing yet oh shit. um yeah but we're we're working on it we're we're getting there um all right so they need to it's been i'm out of practice um i need to uh tell you what you're reading Ooh. i know uh it's, it's been a while um so <laughs> let's see this book is 166 so it's a little bit longer than the one that we just covered all right um so we can do four chunks of 40 now? Yeah. What's, what's Five 30? chunks of 30. 35-ish? Mm, yeah, yeah. And, then, and then the last section will be a little shorter. That makes sense to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so let's, let's see here. I guess we'll do chunks of 30, and then the last one will be 32. So let me, let me, let me get on the... I'm so, I was so prepared for this. <laughs> <laughs> I, was really, I was really on the ball. Okay, looks like we'll be reading the first six chapters of The Restaurant at the End of the Universe. Going to about uh, page 181 in your paginations if you are reading along with us at home. Sure, sure. Uh, so we'll be carousing through some, some chapters there because it's a Douglas Adams book. So the chapters are yeah. that big. So all the way through six or two six? Uh, the end of six. Okay, through six. Gotcha. gotcha through gotcha, six. Gotcha. Uh, hey, um, seven. Just the if you're listening along, and also because I want to see Kevin's face, um, do two things for me. Search on Wikipedia. <laughs> Florence Pugh. Oh well, okay. Doing it. Any news about Florence Pugh lately? Haven't haven't been hearing a lot in the press. Oh, that's right. She's available again. This picture is extremely unflattering. Um, that's it. How dare they? Yeah, you want to feel even worse? Look up Anya Taylor-Joy. Oh, no. Two of the most beautiful young actors in Hollywood. They did a uh, love both, both up to play Princess Irulan in Dune 2, but ultimately went to Pew. What? Yep. How do you do this? What? How do you do this? What is... You can't do, do the one of her, like, smoking on the curb with, like, a big Duncan cup. You know, everyone's favorite photo of Anya Taylor-Joy. I've not seen this picture. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. You're fucking about I'm to. I'm searching it right now. Anya Taylor-Joy smoking. She's got, like, a big oh, coffee. Yeah. This is yeah. This is so much my fucking soul we would be best friends (laughs) (laughs) you you and atj hanging out drinking iced coffees smoking cigarettes scrolling through dumb shit on our phones absolutely you see this tiktok i guess it's a starbucks cup it's not dunks yeah of course it's a starbucks fucking cup it's on your table joy yeah duncan is for peasants yeah she's not a she's not a fucking dunk she's not a dunker No, not at all. Anyway, uh, what do uh, what do what Australian people say when they get hurt? No, R and R. 
That's stupid. Oh no. Oh no. <laughs> Uh, but until next time, uh, so long. And you can't name a planet Bob. That's at the end of this movie, Caleb. Do you remember? You gave me yeah, a weird look. Yeah, I was trying to think of the next line. And he's like, oh, oh you're the president of Bob now? Yeah, yeah, something like that. And then, and it, then, says, they, and then it says Earth 2 in parentheses, Bob. Bob. <laughs> A.K.A. Bob. Yeah, yeah. that incredibly... Uh, ominous ending of like a new planet has arrived and every human from space is suddenly here mm, they'll get along too. they'll get along great yeah this will go really kevin, well kevin sorry i would write the fuck out of Titan out of a tv too. show about a new planet being made and every fucking human that's been just like floating in space for a hundred or fifty years, however twenty years, however long. It's I know been. you would, bud. I know you would. I just has to figure out how to live on this planet. I know you would, man. Yeah. And I hope you get the chance to write that write that sequel comic. Yeah. I feel like oh, but it's probably still owned by Fox, right? Disney is not licensing out Titan AE anytime soon. Oh, yeah, that's right. That's a good point. I just got to get in with Disney. Okay, okay, okay. I gotta simple get in with as Disney. that. You got to get in with the mouse. Just that's enough to get the rights to Titan AE. Just enough. Just enough. Not too much. Just enough. Just the tip. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just the tip. Just the tip. So long and thanks for all the fish. So sad that it should come to this. We tried to warn you all, but oh you may not share our intellect, which might explain your disrespect for all the natural wonders that grow around you. So long, so long, and thanks for all the fish. The world's about to be destroyed. There's no point getting all annoyed. Lie back and let the planet dissolve. That was quite a show. Very entertaining. Please tell your friends about this show. This has been a talk back podcast.